Greetings, this is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 13 of the Pastor's Coach Podcast. I want to thank you for joining me. If uh, you have been listening all along, thanks. I uh, hope that it's helpful to you. would love to hear from you and uh, get some input as to what topics might be interesting to you. If you're a first-time listener, welcome Uh, Hope this is beneficial for you. Today, I want to talk about church numbers that deserve your attention. Now, I know, I know, focusing on numbers seems anti-spiritual, kind of anti-Christ-like, right? A bit mercenary. But over the years, I have discovered that tracking numbers are important. It's an important way to measure the success or the direction of the church and its strategic plan and in deciding whether you might need to pivot to another way. Yes, I know, tracking numbers does not feel very spiritual, and because of that, we often choose not to track them, or if we do track numbers, we often ignore them, especially if we don't like the results, right? Or sometimes, even if we have numbers, we might miss their significance. And yes, Assessing the health and growth of your church by numbers alone can be a double-edged sword. But on the other hand, knowing the key statistics and key numbers in our church, in your church, is vital to assessing if what you're doing is working or not. Now, I understand and I agree that God is often still moving even when the numbers seem stuck. And beyond that, the way that we measure can lead us to often miss what God is doing. And the ways we might be having an impact uh, on our community or our church members often won't be visible until we're in the kingdom. I understand that. But I believe that it is a helpful tool in our assessment tool belt that is often unused. So let me start by saying this. In tracking numbers, two things are important. One is to track the right things, and two, to interpret those numbers correctly. They are connected, and wisely interpreting numbers begins with tracking the right numbers. Now, the common ones, the ones that many churches track, include baptisms, first-time guests, the giving, tithes, and offerings, the number of small groups, and attendance. But beyond tracking the numbers, understanding the meaning of those numbers requires a couple of additional things, right? It, it, it requires consistent tracking. It requires looking at trends rather than looking at a particular point in time. And it requires strategic thinking over emotion. It's easy to experience emotion over logic. For example, if attendance is down, that can be pretty discouraging. Yeah, of course it can. And discouragement can cloud our thinking, and discouraged thinking about our church stats can have a negative impact on an otherwise good decision-making process. And, And so... I understand that, but that doesn't mean that we should not that we should ignore reality, right? Um, but being in a good state of mind is essential to making good decisions. Now, someone once said to me, "I don't like tracking numbers because God measures results differently than we do." And while that's true, we also know that God has designed the church to grow. Just the book of Acts alone makes that clear, right? There's a multiple variations of the. Uh, of the phrase added to its number. 
This is often and frequently repeated. And in some cases, Scripture even gives us specific numbers on how they were examples on how they were tracking. And we also, if we read the parables of Jesus in the Gospels, we also know that on the other end of the spectrum, one person, just one person matters. Now, truths like these inform our thinking, and they guide our direction, and they shape our decision-making. And so we must consider both ends of the spectrum. But today, what I want to suggest is that we also track some things that many churches overlook or just bypass. Uh, so, so what are some of those? What are some of the less common numbers? Uh, what are some of the numbers that also deserve our attention? Um, are there some potentially different numbers that truly matter? Well, today I want to suggest five numbers beyond the five that I mentioned, you know, baptism, first-time guests, tithe and offerings, small groups and attendance, five other numbers that deserve your attention. Here's one, serving the poor. Jesus speaks compassionately about caring for those in need, about caring for those that are the poor among us. A trait, I believe, of a strong and healthy church is how it cares not only for those who attend, but for those who may never attend and can do nothing for the church. Now, I know no individual church can help everyone, but I am convinced that there are specific people in each church community that God intends for that church to serve, and each one of them matters. So how many poor are you serving is a good barometer uh, to determining the health of a church. Here's number two, guests that don't look like you. Now, many churches are really bad at this. I hate to put it that bluntly, but it's the truth. In fact, I'll even go one step further. Many churches repel, not attract, but repel those that do not look like us or dress like us. But the Bible is very clear that, yes, God is pleased when there is unity in the body of Christ, but in the same sentence, it says there will be great diversity in heaven. Now, we can't force diversity in the body of Christ, but we can accept those who may not look like us, who may have a different view or a different way of connecting to God. We can lean towards that by creating a culture where all are welcome. The way we say it in the church that I'm at is everybody belongs. We have made the value of belonging one of our three top values, and we measure how many individuals who don't look like us, we attract. Number three, young people that are engaged in church ministry. I mean, candidly, my heart is burdened by the decreasing number of young people who answer the call to full-time ministry. Beyond that, the number of people that we find in our churches, and, and more than that, those who are allowed to serve in our churches. Now, we can debate endlessly about reasons why, but the better action is to create a spiritually vibrant environment that embraces the younger generation. How is that happening? What conversations are taking place to ensure that there's some intentional strategy to make sure that young people are engaged in church ministry? Here's number four, the number of children. Counting, tracking the number of children in a church is another sign of church health. 
Jesus had some very clear thoughts and values about how to treat children. And as a, a result, children's ministries and family ministries may be one of the most important things that a church can ever do. I know there's a lot of priorities. There's so much to do. And this is not a guilt thing. It's just another critical thought to consider. Do you believe your children's ministry needs improvement? And of course, you can't remedy that overnight. But what are your first steps to moving in that direction? Maybe set a goal in the next 30 days. What can you do to increase the number of children that are welcome uh, where your church is appealing to them and to those families and you can attract them? And then number five, what is the number of new leaders being attracted each year to your church? Next to the favor of God and the blessing of God, everything rises and falls on leadership. The need for leadership always starts with a vision. And when you have a big vision, a bold vision, and it's big enough and bold enough that you can't do it yourself, you need to raise up, recruit even, more and better leaders to realize that vision. In fact, we must genuinely believe that our churches will never reach you know, their God-given potential without more leaders or more effective leaders. And so intentionally focusing on developing and equipping leaders is another number that you can uh, focus on and track. So there they are, five numbers to focus on, to, to pay attention to. And I want to challenge you, encourage you to make a decision, to make a plan today to track these areas of your church, and then to pray that God will help you as you step out in faith and move forward uh, in growing your church and in initiating, if you haven't before, a conversation with your current leadership about how you can move forward in each of these areas. Thanks for joining me today. I want to invite you again, like I do every time, to subscribe to this weekly podcast and to join me next week. Mondays uh, is when our podcast comes out. And if you would let others know of this resource, it might be helpful to, to someone. Please share that. And also, if you want to contact me, if you want to ask a question or suggest a topic, you can email me at thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. That's thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. Again, thanks for joining me. Talk to you next week.